All right. This dark was hunter stuff. It's not going away. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every Friday during the season, Daryl Daprich, as we are dapping it up on a Friday. There's a fake narrative going around regarding UMass and Auburn. We'll discuss that in a second. Also, just our final thoughts. As uh, This is our last show that we're going to do before Auburn plays football, which is very, very exciting. But as we sit down to record this, rumors and reports are coming out now that the Jarquez Hunter situation isn't going anywhere. In fact, Justin Hokinson of Auburn Live, he's the first I saw to report it, that he does not believe per a source that Jarquez Hunter will play football for Auburn tomorrow. This goes against everything that I was predicting would happen, but it sounds like this is tied to Auburn's internal investigation. It's just kind of weird, Daryl, because he's been practicing with the ones all week, all fall since he came back, and it's just a little strange. It's a little strange to me, and it kind of makes you wonder how it was actually handled. Yeah, you know, let's just go ahead. I'm upset about not the fact that, again, we have to confirm this We've heard sources that we've had some intel with people who've been at practice that we really, really rely on, that we trust, that said he's been running with the ones every day up to even yesterday. So my problem with this, if true, if hoax report is true, and I have no reason to believe it's not, is again, Auburn handling things poorly. I thought a new regime, new coaching staff, new administration would get out of their way with stuff. I am not... And I want to make sure you, everyone completely understands me. I am not saying that it, he shouldn't sit. I don't know the details of the investigation. I'm not criticizing that. There may be, I'm not one of those guys that said he should play, figure it out later. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the timing of it is idiotic. Why do you take away all the good buzz and feelings and ecstasy and warm fuzzies about the season starting in two days? We're two days away from kicking off a new era of college football. There's hype. There's renewal. There's excitement. You absolutely take some of that and dial it down by releasing this or talking about this or leaking this now. If you were going to do it, you should have done it a week or two ago to let people get used to it and let the buildup come to where it's not kind of like unexpected and knocks the wind out of you. It takes away the good will per se that's been built up all week and especially when you're running them out there with the ones for the media to see it's a total bait and switch i don't like it i'm not saying it's the coaching staff's fault but whoever made this decision it's poor to wait until unless something changed in the last 24 hours which i don't know but i mean what could have do this a week ago or two weeks ago and let people get used to it before you're ready to start a new year and you have all that goodwill and all that good feeling. It deflates it. Yeah, the season didn't sneak up on you. I don't think there's any any question about that. And look, it's not going to play an impact for Auburn's first several games, regardless of how long he suspended. In fact, in hoax report, he didn't say how long it would be, but it did kind of have to tone that it might be more than one game. 
And I don't think Jarquez Hunter is needed to beat UMass. I don't think Jarquez Hunter is needed to beat Cal, not be uh, needed to beat Samford. You'd like to have him against Texas A&M. I think that's kind of at the part of the schedule where it's like, yeah, you, you, you want as many good players on the field as possible. Because like, I don't think the drop-off from Jarquez Hunter to Damari Austin is crazy. I do think Jarquez is better than Damari, but I don't think the drop-off is crazy. But the drop-off from like your third running back to your fourth running back is starting to be like, okay, well, this is you need these guys to get through the SEC slate. You don't need to get through the non-conference slate that you start your season with. So that's certainly the glass half full way of looking at it. But I'm with you, Daryl. The fact of the matter of like, okay, two or three weeks ago, in fact, I think I talked about this probably with you, that I thought Auburn handled this really, really well because Hugh Freeze had answered every question about Jarquez Hunter, and that's still accurate up to this point, has been about, okay, I can't comment on this because of university policy. And then he pops up at practice with the ones. And you talk to players and folks close to the situation. They're like, yeah, he's good to go. It's great. In fact, sounds like there, there's people close to Hugh that have said that he think he's expected to play. And it's like, this is awesome. This is great. It's done. It was handled the right way. And it really wasn't made that big of a deal because Hugh Freeze handled it so well to the media saying, hey, I can't really talk about it. So he's not going to be asked about it anymore. But all of a sudden now... Um, it kind of makes me think they found something else. It kind of makes me think something changed in the equation for him to be hypothetically ineligible or not able to play on Saturday. That's just my gut feeling. I don't know that. I'm just reading in between the lines here. If whatever the investigation that took place a month ago, a month and a half ago, and that's the reason why he's not playing Saturday, that is absolutely asinine to wait. To, what I'm saying is whatever happened then – would have been fine to go ahead and come out and announce the suspension or do what you ever had to do two weeks ago. Now, two counterpoints. Number one, again, I'm not blaming the coaching staff. I get it. You freeze. Why should you freeze, be transparent, and let a defense prepare for the two, three, four running backs and not Jarquez Hunter? You don't do that. You don't tip your hand. I get that part of it. Sure. Okay, I understand. This right. is not Hugh Freeze's fault. This reeks of me of somebody interceding above you freeze and coming down, whether it's compliance or whomever. Your point about not needing him till AM is a good one. Cal gives up almost 300 yards a game on the ground, or they did last year. So even with their transfers, I think that Auburn's still going to be able to run the ball on somebody that gives up almost 300 yards in the pack four. The other point is this is why Peyton Thorne is so crucial because at some point during the year, you're going to have to throw it all over the yard to win a football game. And being one-dimensional and having a tremendous running back room like Auburn does is great until someone loads up the box and dares you to throw it. Now I think Auburn has somebody that can air it out and throw it. So even missing running back one, if Thorne goes crazy, and he can go crazy against Cal, he can go crazy against Samford, that – totally, totally eliminates that problem. You're going to need your quarterback to at some point make up for the loss of a running game because your running game, I don't care who, I don't care who's running back one. At some point, somebody will shut down your running game and you need to be able to throw it. This is why it's important to have someone like Thorne. Yeah, no question about it. No question about it. And so hopefully we get more information. I don't think we will. I think the next bit of information we get will be on Saturday if he runs out there or not. I think that's where it's at. And look, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think the way Hugh Freeze has handled this has been fine because I'm with you. It kind of seems like this isn't a foot Auburn football-related matter. We don't know that. 
We may never know that, but just kind of from the outside looking in, that's what it at least feels like. Daryl, there's a false narrative, what I believe to be a false narrative, going around this Auburn-UMass game. I want to get your thoughts on it in just a moment, right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Eddie's Calzones. You can check them out online at eddiescalzonesauburn.com. Look, these guys, they're located at 130 North College Street in downtown Auburn, across from the new Target. And there's nothing like Eddie's. They've got specialty calzones. They've got extra crispy wings, sides like loaded curly fries and tots. They also have the coldest beer in town, and game day weekend is not going to be the same unless you go to Eddie's Calzones. And look, if you're getting into town early, which a lot of people are, a lot of you listening to this show, heck, this may be playing at your tailgate. It doesn't matter what time it is, unless it's after 4 a.m., and then you should probably just go to sleep. But Eddie's delivers until 4 a.m. in the morning. They will deliver to your hotel room. They will deliver to your place of residence. They will deliver to your tailgate, hotel room, whatever it is. So be sure to hit up our friends at Eddie's. They also have week, uh, weekly specials, two-for-one calzone on Tuesdays, half-price wings on Wednesday, and then beer specials Sunday through Thursday, $2 domestic, $3 imported and craft beer from 3 to uh, three to 9 p.m. every day. They also cater. So be sure to check it out, whether you're looking for something different for your home tailgate or away games for a watch party. Head over to Eddie's. You can find Eddie's on the web at eddiescalzonesauburn.com or give them a call, 334-329-5111 and keep up with their specials on Instagram. Just search Eddie's Calzones Auburn. Also, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Earlier today, as we record this, I actually bought my tickets through Game Time for the New England Patriots and the New Orleans Saints. That is our annual Pats game that I'm going up to. And it was extremely easy. It was extremely cost-effective. And look, I know Game Time's a sponsor, but I still shopped around, right? I still looked around. This is a big decision. NFL tickets aren't cheap. And Game Time was legitimately the, the, the lowest-priced option. It was very easy. Paid through uh, PayPal on my phone, and it was great. So I encourage you to use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off that order. Download the Game Time app today. You will not regret it. Daryl Daprich, our guest, as we dap it up on a Friday there is a false narrative going around this Auburn-UMass matchup, Daryl. And part of this, I think, is Hugh Freeze's fault because he said it in his press conference on Tuesday. But I feel like I heard somebody else say that before Hugh Freeze. And it may have been the ESPN broadcast between UMass and New Mexico State. But this whole thing about UMass having a top 10 defense a year ago, Hugh Freeze said it, the broadcast said it, it's not true. Like, it's not a real thing. They were ninth in pass defense last year. That's true. They allowed 175.3 yards per game through the air. But anytime I hear somebody ranking defense, unless it's specified, it's total yards. I mean, that's pretty standard stuff when you talk about statistical rankings for defense. And when you look at that, Daryl, they were ranked 55th in the country. And their schedule stinks. They don't play anybody good. And so I, I just don't really know where this came from. And I wanted to give folks the benefit of the doubt. Okay, maybe it's points. But with points, they gave up 31.1 points per game last year. And they were 104th. And then I think just the eye test part of this, Daryl, as well. Like, 
when you watched him play New Mexico State last week, did that look like a top 10 defense to you? No. No, it did not. It's the narrative. The narrative is born from their head coach, Don Brown, who has been crowned a defensive, tremendous defensive mind. And let me give you a little basis on First of all, they went, New Mexico State gashed them for 490 yards. Let me repeat. It was the Aggies, but it wasn't Texas A&M Aggies. It was the New Mexico State Aggies that gashed them for 490, okay? They do play in a conference that's not big boy football. Don Brown, their head coach, was the coach at Michigan for five years. And he did, I mean, the defensive coordinator at Michigan for five years under Jim Harbaugh. He did a tremendous job his first two. Then they fell off tremendously. And in his five years he was there, they gave up 140 yards on the ground per game and 23 points a game. Not elite, and that's at Michigan, where he had good athletes, pick, you know, cream of the crop. At Arizona his one year, they absolutely got gashed for like 31 points a game and 190 yards rushing because they didn't have no talent. So do you think that UMass has any more talent than Arizona or Michigan? No. no so it's all yet. relative. Who they're playing against – their defense may look a little bit, you know, saltier. They do get a lot of turnovers. They're opportunistic, but you can absolutely gash them on the ground. So, you know, whether it's Jarquez Hunter or Rachel Hunter running the football Saturday for Auburn, I think that Auburn is going to be able to run for a lot of yards, and that's going to open up things for Thorne. So this narrative that they have a top 10 defense, a top 10 defense does not give up 490 yards against New Mexico State. Period. End of story. No, hey, props to them for converting turnovers. I'm like, okay, maybe turnovers. But as far as turnovers per game, they had 1.4 last year, which was 77 in the country. So it's just not it's not true. Like They do not have a top 10 defense a year ago. They don't have a top 10 defense this year. And so this whole thing, and so many Auburn fans, and I kind of debated it a little bit with Jake Crane yesterday. It wasn't really a debate. We just kind of shared our opinions and moved on. But I, I just don't, this team's not good. UMass isn't good. And the mismatches are all over the field. There's not one player on UMass's team that would start at Auburn. Not one. And look, that's the way it should be, Daryl. Like, that's the way it should be. That's an okay thing for them. It's an okay thing for Auburn. That's just when this matchup was scheduled, the purpose of this is for UMass to get paid, which they're going to get paid a lot of money, good for them, and for Auburn to have a tune-up game before they go to Cal. That's what this game is meant for, and the fact that it's bringing in a new era of Auburn football with Coach Freeze and all the pomp and circumstance that surrounds it, great. Let's appreciate it for what it is. It's going to be very, very exciting. The energy around the stadium, I just the talk around this town, as far as like, I got tickets. I got tickets for Saturday for a UMass game. It's it's at an all time high, and I think we need to just appreciate it as that. And Auburn is going to destroy this team on Saturday. I'm going to tell you something else about this defense that he has. They have struggled traditionally under Don Brown, whether he's been a defensive coordinator or a head coach, and they struggled against New Mexico State with the read option. New Mexico State has a very average running quarterback, and he ran for some big chunks. Now, could you imagine when they throw Robbie Ashford in special packages or whatever they do, and Robbie Ashford, who's an elite running quarterback, I mean, let's be honest, when he gets in the open field, he's got jets. What are they going to do? If they're already giving up a lot of yards on the ground, when Robbie pulls it, 
Never, you know, I, I, and I think Thorne can go for big yards because he's underrated with his legs. So that's something else to keep up with. You know, th this whole thing that they're opportunistic. Yeah, they're opportunistic when average quarterbacks are throwing in double coverage. When Fairweather bodies you up and Shane Hollywood Hooks get at, gets after you and Shorter and those guys, it's going to be a completely different deal than New Mexico State's 5'11", 165 receivers from El Paso you know, that you have to guard, to cover, compared to the Auburn guys and the thoroughbreds they have in their receiving room. Yeah, it's just not a similar It, it is what it is. I mean, situation. I'm not trying to be disparaging of UMass at all, but I, it just it kills me how people overhype things and put something there that's not. I mean, let's mm -hmm. just spit facts. And they're not their defense in the SEC would finish dead last and would get shredded through a nine-game SEC schedule. Yeah, Vanderbilt would torch this team. Absolutely. If Vanderbilt torched Hawaii, and Hawaii's better than UMass. Yep, I'm with you. So. I'm with you. Yeah, if they were to compete against any SEC team, it'd be a very big thing. Now, if Auburn does struggle with them on Saturday, I think that says something. Like we gotta we gotta talk about what it looks like. Yeah. But that you know, that that's something where the morning after, which you and I will have a show that drops Sunday morning recapping all of Saturday's action. Or we'll take a hard look at it. Like, why did this happen? But I just don't see that happening. With the statement and the importance that is in the air of this game in regards to Hugh Freeze making a statement, that's just, it's important. It's important. There's no question about it. Um, another thing, real quick, because we'll, we'll drop our final thoughts on UMass in just this season in a second, Daryl. I've really seen this discussed a whole lot. In fact, I want to make sure that that I that this is correct as I say it, but University of North Texas is hosting Cal. And I just think that's wild that Cal has to um has to go to North Texas, but also that the line is six and a half. Yeah. I'm telling like, you, this team defense. What? what? This team defensively last year was abysmal, Cal was. I mean, you know, they they could score a little bit. Now, again, they got some transfers. I find that very odd that they're going to play this game in North Texas as well. I, I found it strange, to be honest with you, that Ole Miss was going to Tulane. I mean, Tulane is in a group of five conference just like North Texas is. And now I get it. It's not as far to go from Oxford to New Orleans as it is Berkeley to uh, wherever North Texas is. So I don't know. That's just strange. But the six-point spread absolutely floored me. I was thinking 12, 13 at least. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's not a believers in all these transfers that, you know, Cal has. That, uh, I mean, if that's a close, I mean, that's got to. I don't know. That just, that shot. When I was looking through this weekend's games, I was like, what? Mm. What in the world? So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. Our final thoughts for Auburn and UMass in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Auburn Med Aesthetic. Guys, we've all been in a situation where we forgot to buy our significant other a gift, whether it was an anniversary or a birthday, Christmas, some holiday or event that you want to celebrate. We've all forgotten. Like, let's just be real. Now, you can head over to AuburnMedAesthetics.com. You can get a gift card for uh, whether it's Botox or facials or laser treatments. 
whatever it is, everything that can help your wife or girlfriend, fiance, significant other feel incredible. Also, I mean, it's a full-fledged experience. Not only will they leave feeling great, but the experience themselves is great because they get to meet with Dr. Nancy Herring and her master esthetician, Circe Kelly. They've got over 15 years of experience in the med spa industry. They're the best in our community at offering just that. You get personalized, private, and relaxed appointments to create that perfect med spa environment at Auburn Metastetics. So once again, go to Auburn Metastetics, get the full spa, med, uh, full service med spa experience and gift card purchases very easy at auburnmedaesthetics.com or you can see them on East Glen Avenue across from Chappie's. Also, if any of our female listeners go in there and they say, hello, I'm a Locked on Auburn listener, you get 10% off of Hydra facials. I'm not exactly positive what that means, but you do get 10% off of it there. So remember, Auburn Metastetics is perfect for those last minute March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Gift cards. Daryl Daprich, our guest, as we dap it up on this Friday. Final thoughts for Auburn versus UMass. I'll start. Auburn needs to dominate the trenches to show how much better Auburn is at that area, especially on offense, than they were a year ago, because I think for Auburn to succeed, if Auburn fans want Auburn to win, you know, more than seven games this year, and, and I'm there with you. If they are to do that, their offensive line needs to be as good as we think it possibly can be with this new look transfers. And it doesn't matter if it's the, the normal slate that we saw for most of the fall camp with Dylan Wade and Jeremiah Wright and Avery Jones and uh, Cam Stutz and Gunnar Britton, or if they move Gunnar Britton to left guard and they promote Xavion Miller. It doesn't matter which group of five it is. They need to absolutely dominate the front seven for UMass. That, to me, is the biggest thing I'm going to be watching outside of quarterback play. Yeah, I agree. I, the trenches, not just running the game and controlling the line of scrimmage, running the ball effectively, I want to see how they protect Thorne. You know, I want to see him have – there's a tendency. People have said he holds on to the ball a little bit. Well, we'll see. And if that offensive line can protect him and give him that extra step so that Auburn's receivers can get separation, I'm really interested in that. I'm interested to see how they contain – and here I go. I'm going to say it because I love pronouncing Tyson Pumachon. That's the quarterback for UMass. He runs a lot of, like, quarterback draws that are designed. He's better just – a lot like Robbie, where the play breaks down and he has to improvise. I watched a lot of that game last week against New Mexico State, and the design quarterback runs, he was bottled up, contained for four or five yards. I look for Auburn's defensive front with Jason Jones and Marcus Harris to really contain him. I want to see them not let him get to that second level. Along the line of scrimmage, bring him down. Make him throw the ball downfield because everything he had from a percentage standpoint, completion, was inside 20 yards. I think Auburn's corners are so good. 
and so talented, it's going to be very tough for him to find open receivers. So I'm going to look for that too, opportunistic secondary. And then what, you know, what can Thorne do with a passing attack? What's going to happen after the three running backs or four if Jarquez plays and we don't know? After he softens up the underbelly a little bit of that UMass defense, what's going to happen? What, what's it going to look like with receivers running free in the secondary route trees? I am really excited and looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, so Tyson Pumachon, UMass quarterback, had 90 yards on the ground against New Mexico State. 44 of the 90 yards were from scrambling, according to Pro Football Focus. 24 of his 90 yards were around left end to right end. And I highlight that because containment has been a big mm-hmm. thing that we've heard about Auburn's rush defense throughout fall camp. And the fact that New Mexico State was able to stymie that, you got to think Auburn will be able to stymie that as well. And once again, if they don't, I think we got to have some tough conversations because they should be able to do this. I think scrambling, exactly, because 24 yards on design quarterback runs is not great at all. Getting a lot scrambling is it shows his intuitiveness and his ability to get away, but he's not going to be getting away from Sunbelt defensive tackles. He's going to be running away from SEC studs and, and, and jack linebackers and edge guys that are yeah. elite. Uh, it's gonna. That's gonna tell the tale. Can he? Can he keep his eyes downfield? If he gets rushed and tries to throw it, let's see what our secondary can do. It's gonna be. It's gonna be an interesting match. I think Auburn's got a real having a game on tape and watching Pumachon play and what he likes to do. I think bodes well for Auburn's defense. Yeah, the the discover of quarterback counter and how often they like to run QB counter. I think will help help this defense because they're gonna have to do that. If they run that up the middle, Jason Jones is going to eat. I'm just telling you, run that crap up the middle behind your undersized center and watch what happens. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Daryl Daprich, how can people check out everything you've got going on? Uh, Yeah, everywhere. Follow me on Twitter, Dap6410, and then Sunday morning we'll have that reaction show the morning after about you breaking down the UMass game, and then I'm on – uh, the Auburn Network, Mondays and Tuesdays on a couple different shows. Yeah, you can follow me on socials at Z Blackerby. And just a reminder, the morning after, Sunday morning, it'll drop on your podcast feeds in the middle of the night. And then on YouTube at 7 o'clock Central Time, recapping everything that happens between Auburn and UMass. Find out my written work at AuburnDaily.com. And we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.